I'm Kristen, and this is the Explorer in You podcast. Now, what I've discovered after visiting five continents and some amazing places is that the greatest thing standing in your way of seeing the world is what you believe is possible. I believe that travel is for everyone on any budget, and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. So this podcast is all about unlocking the Explorer in you. You'll hear stories from people who will inspire you to set big travel goals and show you how to achieve them. Let's explore. Welcome to the Explorer and You podcast. I'm Kristen, and thank you for listening. Today, we're talking about something that I spent years avoiding because it just felt so complicated. How to use my credit card and airline points and miles to plan a trip. The thought of points and miles always overwhelmed me. It seemed like a complicated game that I had a hard time wrapping my brain around. That's why I'm so excited to be talking to one of the savviest points and miles people I know. My friend Juan and her husband have literally traveled the world using points and miles. In five years, they traveled to a dozen international and national destinations. Juan has completely figured out how to work that point system. She's not only inspired me with her travels, but she's also helped me feel more confident by giving me some great tips and advice. In this episode, we're demystifying travel rewards programs. So whether you have points saved up or are just starting out, when you do decide to travel again, you'll want to make sure you know how to leverage these programs. Now, as a special bonus, Juan has generously shared her tool for staying organized around points and miles. I've also included a checklist that breaks down everything you need to know about rewards programs and making the most out of them. You can go to the show notes and click on the links there or just visit exploreandyou.com. Now, Juan is just a delightful person and I always love talking with her. So let's dive in. Thank you for being on the show. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored to be on here and I'm really excited to talk to you today too. I want to talk to you because I've always been inspired by how much you've been able to travel. I know that you've been able to do a lot of your traveling using reward programs and loyalty programs. And it seems like you and Kwong, your husband, have really figured out how to make the most of those programs, which has always been a little confusing to me, but I know you've helped me with figuring it out from some of my travels. So I wanted to talk to you today about how you've been able to travel using all these programs and miles and rewards. Yeah, I would love to. I think it's a great program that you're doing now just to help others know that there are possibilities to travel for the fraction of the cost and how my husband and I have traveled so much in the last few years. Before having a family, we've done seven international travels in five years and many other small travels domestically. And all of that was just through points and rewards that we would probably not have gone that much if we didn't have these opportunities to do it. Seven in five years. Wow. Yeah, it was seven international trips, seven domestic trips in five years. Yeah. This is why I want to talk to you. It's, it was way more than we expected. And we took full advantage of the entire process. Let's start with why use points and miles over trying to find a cheap flight? Yeah, for points and miles, it's just a cheaper way to travel, meaning cheaper flight, cheaper hotel, practically free hotel. 
um, would you want to spend $12 to go to Paris on a flight? Or do you want to pay $2,100 to go to Paris on a flight? I think most people would say, I want the $12 one. How do I get there? And what can I do to even get that cheap of a price? You're literally paying just even half a percent, you know, of the actual cost. And so when people see that, they're like, um, that's impossible. But no, you can actually do it. And you can even do it today. It's really exciting. And I love to share it with people, especially friends and family, because I think we're really passionate about it. Yeah, I know you've helped some of our other friends too, or other mutual friends with their travel. Yeah, and I love it. You're always willing to share, which is great. Can you break down the different points and miles, like airline miles versus hotel versus credit card points? Because I know it can get a little confusing. Yes. Like you said, it can get so confusing because there's so many different airlines out there. There's so many different hotels out there. Where do you even begin when I say, you know, how do how can I get that $12 a flight to Paris kind of thing? Like, what do I do? Uh, What does it connect to? And kind of like going back to the basics, there are certain groups and alliances to this. And there's airline alliances, there's hotel alliances, and then there's, of course, these credit cards that gets connected to all these uh, credit card and hotels. So some of the hotel alliance, there's three big ones. There's the Star Alliance. They have 26 airline members. Um, you can see them on United Airlines. They're connected with ANA, All Napoleon Airline. It's a Japan airline. Singapore Airline, Lufthansa Airline. Um, that's all part of Star Alliance. And then there's the Sky Team is the next big one. There's 19 airlines on there. So some names that you would be more familiar with is like Delta, Air France, Korea Air, um, KLM. And then the last one is One World. Uh, There's 13 airlines in there. And they're the American Airlines, Cathay Pacific, and the British Airways and a few others. So those airlines, that's like their alliance. And then the, the hotels, you have the big ones, of course, you have the Hyatt's and the Hilton. And a lot of people don't know it, but there's also the IHG, the Intercontinental Hotel Group. And so you get those holiday inns where they're really cheap and affordable. And then you get the Intercontinental higher class uh, brand out of them. So those are some alliances. For your credit card, you have Chase, American Express, and then the Barclays are some of the ones that I've used. So that sounds like it's just several networks that work together across airlines. Yeah, I'm going to copy a phrase from a, a website because I think he described it really well. It's from Scott's Cheat Flight. And he says, these are members of Airline Alliance that work together to share everything from flight routes, airport lounges, to ground crews, and even their booking systems. And so what this does is it benefits the airlines financially, um, and it helps um, the travelers to provide more routes without having to rebook multiple flights. And then the points guy also said something that's really awesome. It's kind of like you're not connected with just that one alliance. Sometimes the one-off alliance can happen. And so for the points guy, he says their co-share flights and mutual collections of miles don't happen just around the alliance members. Um, They can often happen outside of the alliance where you can transfer your American Express points to the JetBlue True Blue mileage account and then use those miles to book a flight on Emirates. So um, it kind of connects in multiple ways, um, not with just the alliance that you hear that we just talked about, but in other ways too. 
I guess the first step would be understanding which alliance you're a part of or you want to be a part of. Yeah, for me, even with this whole program, we've kind of have an end goal. Where do we want to travel to? What do we want to do? And then kind of work backwards from there. So one of our first trip was we wanted to go to Australia and New Zealand. And my husband was reading a whole bunch of things and it was going to be very costly. And so he started to look at these credit card opportunities. He's like, okay, um, we can go to Australia and New Zealand and we can subsidize some of these costs towards, you know, just food and lounging. And then maybe we can offset the flight costs with all these miles and points. And so what I would advise is look at where you want to go first, look up how to get there. So for an example, if say you want to go to Paris, there's so many different airlines that go there, but maybe not all airlines go there. And so kind of go from where your current hub is, go to that final destination and see all the different routes that you get. You have a lot of Lufthansa, you have a lot of um, United Airlines go there, American Airlines go there. So all these airlines will go there. And American Airlines is a different alliance than let's say the United one. So um, you would then wanna pick and choose, you know, do I want the United Airline experience or do I want the American airline experience and then start getting your credit cards that would kind of align with what you're trying to go to and go from there if that makes sense yeah that that makes sense start with the destination and see what the popular airline routes are and then understand which alliance they're a part of so you can know how to work that the connections within the alliance yeah, and this is when you're starting fresh, of course. I mean, if you already had prior miles where you've just been building up or had miles that you didn't even know about, um, I would actually see if you can continue adding those points up so or miles up so that you can transfer easily and quicker than creating a brand new uh, account of um, kind of process. Well, that's a good place to segue into how do you get started collecting those miles and do you have certain credit cards that you like or even certain alliances that you prefer? Yeah, so I prefer definitely the Star Alliance um, because one, uh, they're just the biggest airline connections for me. So I can go to Asia with them. I can go to uh, Europe with them. I can go to Canada with them, anywhere in North America. So it's easier for me to use my points to be able to travel wider, have multiple airlines and connections and routes. Um, so I like that Star Alliance more. And so I gear towards the Chase uh, credit cards that give me those opportunities. So I use um, the Chase Freedom. They have zero annual fee. There's a great sign-in bonus. Um, I think it's like 40000 when I first opened it. And so you do a certain amount of spending for those. Um, within three months, I think you spend $3,000 and you get that 40,000 sign-in bonus points. And then they have five points per category of each quarter that you can add on an additional. So for an example, I'm in the second quarter of the year, we're on June 25th. And so that means if I go to a grocery store, um, it's five points for a grocery store of this quarter. So instead of a dollar per point, uh, it's five points for every dollar that I spend at a grocery store. Oh, wow. 
that's really like a great card to have because you have, again, zero annual fee, five points for anything that you spend normal day to day as long as they're within a category. So that's one of my favorites. Um, I currently have the Sapphire Reserve. We were traveling a lot back then as we were talking about. And so the, this card is for people who love to travel and dining out. Um, they give you a lot of benefits for that one. And then um, I have the Chase IHG, which is uh, a hotel um, credit card. And then I have the Hyatt of Chase as well. <laughs> These are all Chase. I love Chase. It sounds like they give a lot of perks and bonuses. They work towards my goals in my line. Like I love to travel and I love to stay at hotels for free. And I do a lot of shopping. So all of these points come from your spending. Where do you spend the most? I spend it at grocery stores. I spend it at restaurants. I spend it in dining out um, and um, maybe some shopping online. And so there's all these things that as my normal day-to-day -day spending. I mean, if you're at going to hair salons and all these other things whatever you spend the most from try to get those credit cards that kind of give you the most for those bucks that you spend right because you're spending the money anyways so you might as well make it work for you for your travel yeah star alliance is kind of what i like and so i use the chase credit cards the Freedom, the Sapphire Reserve, the IHG, the Hyatt credit card, and then the Southwest. Um, and some of these I like to keep for a long time or even until a better card comes. And then some of these I like to open for the sign-up bonus and then close them whenever I don't find a use for them. So for an example, the Southwest, I opened it so that I get points enough to get my companion pass. And then once I'm done, if there are no more value for me, then I cancel them. Does that affect your credit score? It does at first. When you open a credit card, you get that first ding just because of the inquiry that it goes on to your, your background check or, or your, your credit check. But then after a while, I think a few months, that goes away. And then now you have a bigger uh, debt-to-income ratio. And so your credit score actually goes up. That's good to know. Yeah, I'm glad you asked because I don't think most people, yeah, think about that side where they're like, oh, I don't know if I can even open a credit card because I don't know how my credit score is. And it's all about spend. I think when people are scared about opening a credit card, they're scared about overspending and they're scared about paying the interest. And even before beginning this program, one rule of thumb is you have to pay off all of your credit uh, card balance every month in order to even consider doing this. Because what you're ultimately doing, if you don't do that, is just paying extra money for things that uh, you necessarily don't need and creating a really bad spending habit for yourself. I've had credit card debt and it took me years to pay off. So I definitely understand how people Haven't feel. We <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I just like, there's hope at the end of it all that you will pay off your credit card debt and you can even start this process of being able to travel with the credit card that you've been paying interest for and feel like you've gotten something out of it. And I think that's a great point you bring up that you have to have good spending habits already. Like you have to understand that you will be paying this off every month 
like to zero balance and have that habit already set in order to really make the most out of using the reward systems. Yes. Yes. Like there's two rule of thumbs that I do um, with this program. One is to pay off all your monthly credit card balances. And number two is to actually use these points. So again, if you can do the first two, I think this program is for you. (laughs) You're good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. With your travel credit cards, how do you earn points? So with your travel credit cards, you can earn points through many things, spending habits. So every day spend that you do can be put on a credit card. Um, you're, the sign-in bonus is the place that you really want to get those points. Make sure you make those spending limits at the beginning so that you get those sign-up bonus points. Referring a friend, um, that's a huge one. People don't remember to refer a friend, but you earn quite a decent amount from a thousand point per friend to even 10,000 points per friend. Um, There's a shopping portal that you can actually use um, that is connected to certain portals. So for me, I go through Chase Portal if I'm going to Nordstrom to already spend on something. Instead of going straight to Nordstrom, I just go through that Chase Portal that connects me to Nordstrom and then I buy my item. And then on my statement the next month, it'll tell me that, oh, here's the extra points that you earn just by going through our portal. And then the last thing, which is really weird, is buying a house. I mean, Chase had this promotion where they'll give you 100,000 points. Wow. I mean, 60,000 points can get you round trip to Europe and back already. So you just need a little bit more to get two people. Never thought of that. Just buy a house. (laughs) Buy a house. (laughs) Do you have a strategy for how you spend that much money within the amount of time they've given you? Yeah, it's a good question. I would say there's a couple of strategies that my husband and I have been using throughout the year. And our tips are, if you're planning to buy a big ticket item, for an example, appliances, uh, maybe a new car, or a huge car insurance, or just even a big trip that's coming up, and you plan to um, pay those in cash, I would look into opening up a credit card based on I'm going to have a big purchase coming up that's maybe over $1,000. Let's try to see if there's a credit card that I can actually do some spending on it to make to meet those sign-up bonus points. And so that's one, big ticket items. Number two, which I think is the best that we do, is gift cards. I think gift cards with zero fee is the key. So gift cards at grocery store, you know, I always go to Safeway. I'm always at Trader Joe's, Target, or Costco get those gift cards at the places that you spend your money. It could be from your yoga membership. It could be from anything that you normally do and spend. Even those local businesses like those restaurants that you're already spending on and plan to spend on, get those gift cards now, especially in shelter in place where it can really help them, but at the same time help yourself. And so it's a win-win situation there. And then a lot of people don't really remember about gas stations. I love Chevron and I always get my gas from there. Safeway have Chevron gift cards. You can just go get them from there as well as department stores like Macy's, Dillard's, and Nordstrom. Get as many gift cards as you can that you're already going to be spending in the next few months or even the year. And just remember to have those in a file that you can easily access when you're going to use them. But yeah, gift cards, definitely. 
I love the gift card idea. I, I yeah. knew that that was one of your methods and I thought, wow, that's so genius. Why didn't I think of that? But it's just so smart because you're going to spend the money anyway. So you really, you're just dog earing the money, you know, you're banking it away for the purchases that you know you're going to make Yeah, at some point. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a trip to Costco could be a few hundred already. And if you get a thousand dollar gift card, you're set for the year, practically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring that card with you every time you go. If you can't make the spin, gift card is the way to go. And then my last tip, I would say, if you were really tight, if you were at like um, a dinner table with some friends and family and it was like that everyone was trying to pay in cash, you would be like, oh, I'm actually trying to make meat spend. Can I get the tab and on me credit card? <laughs> Hopefully on you. But you but have to pay me back. <laughs> yeah. In that instance, you know. Yeah, definitely. And that always comes up, like who's going to get the check? And that could be a pretty big spend if it's a group of at least five or more. Yeah. How do you keep this all organized? Do you have a spreadsheet? Is there an app? Like, what's your approach? So there's a couple of approaches for that. Um, I have my own method and my husband has his own method because we're just different thinkers. And so for him, he loves this, this app called Nerd Wallet. It keeps your whole portfolio of all of your programs, all your hotel points, all of their benefits and when they expire, if they even expire, all in one place, all of your credit card points, um, just all in one place. And so you just go into the app, you look it up. It's a free app where it just has all of your information and it tells you and it can even alert you like, hey, your blank, blank, blank miles are kind of expiring in three months, you know, make sure to use it or something like that. So he uses that and he really likes it. For me, I'm just more in, I like a little bit more control in mine. And so, and I like a little bit more information. So I also live day to day in Excel. Um, so I actually have a shared spreadsheet of Google Drive that my husband and I use. And so I kind of have different sheets of things that I feel is really important. I have a credit card account sheet where I note when I open an account, which bank it was from, what was the sign-in bonus miles that I was trying to get or points? Um, how much does it cost me annually? What are the fees that I am incurring now and in the future? And what are the benefits that I'm incurring now in the future? Do I keep this card or do I want to cancel this card? Um, if I want to cancel it, have I calendared it in my Google Calendar so I can cancel it at the right time and not get a feed and pinged for the, another year? So I kind of have these specific columns that I put in my credit card sheet. And then I have another sheet that I use in order to access all of these websites that shows me all the routes for United and their alliances. Mm -hmm. That shows me I'm a gold member of Hyatt or Hilton um, and what is my account number for that. And so when you're accessing all of these hotels and all of these airline routes, uh, you want to create an account, you want the account information, you want to be able to log in and see if those nights are available for a hotel or if those flights are even available for whatever you're trying to go to. So those are the two main ones that I use. And then this other one that I created as we were traveling, I wanted to kind of write down all the expenses we were incurring and actually how much value our points were getting us. And so this last spreadsheet is just where are we going, potentially our itinerary, but it doesn't have to be that detailed. It's just 
where are we going? What are the points? How much was it valued? And what is my valuation per mile? Kind of like how am I, much am I getting for the miles? Because I want to maximize all of the points that I'm getting using all these credit cards. And so it's a way for me to kind of budget our trips and at the same time to be like, okay, that was a really good trip. And wow, we, we used our miles to like six cents a mile instead of the average two cent a mile. I mean, we did really good in that one. Oh, this trip we did about less than two cents a mile, but that's okay, you know, it's something to learn. I love that, that you can look back and see what value did you get and and you can compare that to maybe other trips and learn how to make tweaks and things down the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little control in that where I really love my spreadsheets and it gives me a little bit more information I'm a spreadsheet girl too. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love spreadsheets? Right. <laughs> but our husbands probably don't love spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sounds like key is to be very organized because there is a lot of information to keep track of. But if you're organized, then it's definitely doable. And then also to have good spending habits from the outset. You got it. Yeah. Cool. And then I'm wondering, can you walk me through a recent trip where you used your points so we can understand what that looked like and what that process was? Right, right. Um, I could do a simple one. And then um, my honeymoon was a little bit more complicated. So I think a more simple trip where I think anyone can do, but it was just a fabulous experience was going to Italy. Most of our trips, we try to go do, you know, multiple countries or multiple cities and all that. Um, we just want to go to Italy for two and a half weeks, experience Italy to the fullest. And we were in Northern Italy. Um, for me, I, we of course wanted to make sure that we were as cheap as possible and how we got there and potentially the travel spend so that we can put more money towards our food experiences, our um, other experience of being there. And I usually like to plan it around when actually the flights open up. So most of our trips we go to is around Christmas to New Year's, just because my husband gets that week off as a mandatory PTO. And so we already know that we usually like to fly around then. We would like to visit family for the holidays. And then right after, like maybe the 26th of December, kind of go somewhere for a week or two weeks or even three weeks. Do you find that you get better points Yes. Okay. Yes. During the holiday time. Yep. Because it's the peak busy season. That means the prices are ridiculous around those times, especially for flight and for hotel. And that means we're using points. We're maximizing our points to wherever we're going. And so since Italy is one of those peak destinations, um, any time of the year, actually, but just because in Northern America, especially it's around Christmas time, it's more expensive for us um, in North America to travel over there. So yeah, um, we were looking at different ways and we've had some experiences with economy. We've had some experience with business class and we had some experiences with first class. And so we were looking at all of our points and we were like, how can we go to Italy, cheapest flight there and cheapest flight back? And can we use points for that? And so we were looking at the miles and the cost and we knew that we could use the miles because the cost would have been really expensive. I think it was around a few thousand a seat wow. for one way. So um, 
we were looking at Lufthansa because they flew nonstop from San Francisco all the way up to Venice, I believe. It, actually, it was like one stop to Frankfurt. But yeah, we were like, okay, we like that flight. We looked at the flight review, which means that a lot of people out there would kind of show you like, here's the plane that you would be taking on. Here's my business class experience. This is the food that you get. This is the seat that you get. Here's the amenity kit that you get. And we're like, okay, which credit card now do we have? And do we have these points to be able to travel over there? And could we travel economy or business class or even first class? And so from there, we started to look at all of our credit card points. And American Express at that time had the points that was able to transfer to Lufthansa. And um, from Lufthansa, we were able to book our flights. And so from there, we knew that it would cost us 250,000 points in order to travel round trip, I believe. A combined points were close to there. And so we just needed a little bit more spending and so what we did was we got the spinning points. We went onto the American Express website, be able to transfer our American Express points to Lufthansa points, and then book the Lufthansa round trip going into Venice and out of Rome, all in one go on that website, all through points on a business class. And so we were able to experience all of that with just one booking and one transfer. Wow. And so I say that as simple because uh, it can get a little bit more complicated with other, other flights. But for that one, it was more simple, meaning we only needed one point through American Express, and then we transferred over to Lufthansa, and then we booked the flight through Lufthansa website. And then that was it. We got two business class seats, round trip to Italy and back. And it was probably like a couple hundred dollars maybe a hundred dollars for fuel surcharge. Wow. So our experience cost us a hundred dollars. So that was a couple thousand to a hundred. Yeah. So then you need to have a good amount of points, right? For certain experiences you do. Um, so like for an example, that $12 to Paris, you can book that now, fly the 26th of December, go to Paris on economy and you're there with one stop in Frankfurt or somewhere, but um, there's so many uh, opportunities that you don't have to do that. Right. It sounds like you guys really, I mean, you can't go to Europe that time of year typically for that. <laughs> sounds like you spend a lot of money on food because I know you guys are foodies and like to yeah. eat well when you travel. Yes, yes. I think we travel to eat, not travel to explore museums or other things that other people appreciate. I think we plan our day around which places we want to eat at and where we want to see versus what do we want to see and then eat in a sense. So our, our priority is definitely food. There are perks involved in having some of the credit cards or being in part of some of the rewards programs like airport lounges. Can you talk a little bit about that? Of course. So besides these free flights that you're getting and potentially free night of hotels that you're getting, you're also getting airport lounges, which means you can get the business lounge or the first class lounge where you can relax right before your flight. They have hot meals, cold meals, you know, beverages, um, 
adult beverages if you wanted to. And so there's just like a nice relaxing lounges. You can even take a shower in. Maybe you just came off a 10 hour flight and you have another leg to go and you just want to freshen up. Um, I always love showering at the airport for some reason, just because it really refreshes you and kind of gets you out of that traveling body. Oh, yeah. To a fresh showering person. off the, the travel funk is always nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to be right. able to do it at the airport so that you can just hit the ground running is really a perk. Yes. And so definitely airport lounges is a a huge thing, Um, especially for people like myself now who have kids. I think it's nice just to come a little earlier, be well prepared and just relax now because you're already in the terminal, you know, you're checked out and uh, free Wi-Fi is something that's, you know, another perk. And so just a relaxing time instead of being the hustle and bustle waiting at the terminal um, with everyone else. Right. And then, of course, you get opportunities for experiences of business class or first class. Um, we never would have paid for those seats ever, I think. Um, with the budget that we had, it would have never came true. And so another perk, I think, is just experiencing those when you've built up all of your points to be able to splurge a little bit because those business classes and first classes give you the most value. And so if you're a value person like myself, um, we definitely saved up a lot at the beginning just so that we get those business classes and those first classes so that our valuation for each point was to the max uh, besides traveling at peak busy season. Yeah, and then other private uh, events that we were almost going to get but didn't get yet was private cooking classes. They actually have that through these perks where you can pay a certain amount of points or money Uh, because you have these credit cards, they give you these private events. And so one of the things that you could do is also do the Tennis U.S. Open in New York. You can actually bid for two seats, a few nights stay in New York during that time. So something like exclusive opportunity that you normally wouldn't be able to get or wouldn't want to pay in cash for. Right. It's giving you access to something that you wouldn't normally have access to. Yeah. And I want to say the last one was um, minor, but I think when it happens, people are just so thankful for it, is these travel and car insurance from Visa or the MasterCard or the American Express. That's another perk that people don't take advantage of until it actually happens. If you're delayed for a flight and the airline didn't reimburse you, you can just make a claim. It's super simple, I believe, and you get all of those back. I know that one of the cards that I have, if I'm running a car, I don't need to get the insurance because if I pay for it with my card, it's covered. Yeah, that's the Visa one. Okay. Yeah, that's a great perk. Well, it sounds like you really have figured out this whole point system and how to make it manageable and doable. And thank you so much for sharing all of your tips and tricks. I have one question that I ask everyone that I interview, and it's, what is your most meaningful travel experience? The first one that comes to mind is my trip to Vietnam with my mom when I was around 15 years old. Um, My background was I was born in Vietnam. Uh, I came to Malaysia as a refugee at the age of two, and then I came to the States when I was six. So going back to Vietnam, where I was born, and just seeing how the people lived, and seeing how our family was, and how the environment was, like, I had, I kind of knew I was going into adulthood, but I just didn't see and realize 
their world and how they were living until I got there. And as I, you know, look everyone in the eye, I felt like I could have been that beggar on that street. But here I am having this wonderful opportunity. It was at the age of 15, it was very enlightening at that time just to be like, wow, I'm going to go to college soon. And this could have been my life, you know. I think that was a very emotional trip for me, but a very life-changing trip at the same time. Because I knew I was humble, but I think I became more humble afterwards. It sounds like it was a really full circle moment of where you came from and where you ended up and understanding how drastically your life was different. Yeah, it would have been very, very different. I mean, I wish I could say from Malaysia, I kind of came to the States and that changed my life, but I was too little to realize, you know, what was going on. Mm -hmm. But to be able to be more adult and to go back and to see that and realize it for myself, I think um, that's a better moment of life-changing experience. Well, this has been a really great chat. I appreciate you so much for taking time to demystify the points and miles and how to get the most out of travel and sharing your really meaningful experiences. And just thank you for taking the time. Thank you for having me. And I love being on here. I love chatting with you. Thanks for listening to the Explore and You podcast. Don't worry, we have a new episode every week. Subscribe so you don't miss it. And don't forget to visit explorerandyou.com for more inspiration and tips. If you want to share the love, you're welcome to send this podcast to others. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.